Welcome to the Talent Rebel Cast. My name is Elin Bailey, and along with me is my co-host, Tracy Parsons. Tracy and I have been getting together for what seems like forever now to, well, chit-chat about talent. One day after a few too many cocktails, we thought, what the heck, let's press record. And that's how we got here. We hope you'll listen in and find this a little bit fun, interesting, and just the teeniest bit inspiring. So without further ado, let's get this party started. Hello and good morning, Tracy, to the Talent Rebelcast. Are you excited for today? Crazy excited to t- about today because we have a really cool topic, and uh, I and it's Friday, right? And we typically record on Fridays, but today feels like the Fridayest Friday I've had in a long time. The Fridayest Friday. So when you say that to me, what that means is is that you've got all your shit done, and this Friday is going to be like whatever you want to do. It's close. It's close. But also there's a special kind of joy that this week has come to a close um, (laughs) because I keep glancing. In fact, I will light my new desk candle that I received from Santa. You got Um, a desk candle? I do have a desk. Is it supposed to be for calming effect? Why, Why do you have a desk candle? Well, I have a desk candle that says, fuck it. Smells like I'm over it. What does smells like I'm over it smell like? Well, it smells like you got to go home now. It's kind of relaxing. Okay. Okay. Chill, so, <laughs> so let me, let me light the fuck this candle. I, I thought maybe it smells like a really bad fart. in a while. I thought maybe like a really bad fart or something. Make everybody no. fart the room. No, no. You get over it. Like you want it. It makes you want to not leave like farting. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, sometimes you get to Friday and you're like, oh my God, thank God it's Friday. Like I am ready for the weekend. That's what I mean. Like I am really ready for this weekend. This week felt really long and everybody in my house kind of mirrored that sentiment. Like last night, everybody was like, it's really only Thursday. Like it feels like it should be Saturday. <laughs> we have so much left in this week. I know. Um, I'm here for it. And I think our topic is going to be amazing because this is the thing that we should be talking about this year. Absolutely. This is the thing we should talk about. And by this, I mean, I need to go on a 30 second rant before our transformation expert kind of takes the, takes the soapbox. But if you know me, and I hope you do by now, you know that I've been saying the same shit since 1997, like since the late 1900s, I've been saying things. <laughs> That's how old I am, you guys. I've been saying this shit since the late 1900s. And I watch our industry continue to not change, continue to retrofit things that were old into new paradigms, continue to say things like, we don't have newspaper ads anymore. We have job boards. Continue to say things like, we don't have resumes anymore, or we don't have email your resume to us. We have applicant tracking systems. Like all of this is not different. And we really need to shift. We really need to transform, which is why when we were working on our content calendar for 2022, I was like, this has to lead the year because this is the moment where we, it's time to get this done. You guys, it's time to get the basic blocking and tackling of being good employers, being good at bringing talent in, bring, being good at retaining talent And absolutely changing the way we do things. And by the way, I'm so fired up that the dog just entered the room. Like she just watched that behind you. I'm like, wow, Piper's like, mom, Mom, what you talking? Oh my God. Mom, she's mom's fired up. I gotta help her. (laughs) 
Yeah, but you're dead on. You're dead on. I love that since the late nine. Since the late 1900s. That's, that's fabulous. I am with you 100%. Obviously, this is what I'm passionate about, right? Let's let's change this shit up. But yes. I'm going to tell you, after spending, I just spent this morning having a very similar conversation with a group of people who are like, well, how do we drive transformation and et cetera. And you want to know what I left with in my gut? Tell me. We're too nice. Oh. I think we're so busy trying to be manage the politics of our organization and figure out how you're going to bring people along and do I'm not saying you had to have to do all those things to a certain degree. I, I am coming to the conclusion that the issue is twofold. One, we know we should change, but we don't know into what because most people don't spend enough time actually thinking about building a strategy or an intent, right? And the second thing is, is once we decide we want to do something and we think it's time to do something, we completely overwhelm ourselves by, by overthinking how do we make everybody love us while we do it? I mean, here's the deal. I mean, I think this is the end deal. If you're going to drive a transformation and a change, most people are going to fucking hate you. It's true. It's and it's true. okay. It's uncomfortable for people. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so one of my questions for you, and again, I, this is not an interview show, but like you're my go-to person when, because of your, you know, your anthropological background and the way you dissect things. And like, I'm a human behavior student. Like I love studying the humans and understanding what they do, but I think you have more of a scientific approach to it. But my question is like, if I've been talking about this and you've been talking about this and everybody's been talking about this since the late 1900s, you don't think we're getting this done because we're too nice and we want people to like us? Yeah, I, I, I do. I do. I do. We're like sitting here going, how can I pull enough data together to convince somebody to do this? Or how can I help people feel good about upholding up what they're currently doing and doing something differently? So we keep walking into conversations with our tail between our legs, assuming this is something people aren't going to want to do before we even get started. And I think there's a certain degree of that, right? I mean, change is difficult and convincing people to create change is hard, but I think some of it's in the attitude. Sometimes. It's just about how you approach it to, to begin with. I, I think there's some of that in there. I mean, how many people right now have some great thing they're trying to do or transformation element they're trying to put a new technology in or, or change a new process or et cetera, who are working on a PowerPoint deck to put all the data points in it to show that they're smart enough and people should follow them and use and, and follow their opinion on this. Sometimes we just have to say, because you know what happens, right? They're going to take that data now put it in a great PowerPoint presentation. They're going to go share it with you know the right people. They'll probably get lots of heads nodding, going, uh-huh, uh-huh, that data looks good. I agree. Let's just, that sounds really good. And then nothing will still happen because it's all posturing and positioning. It's not action. Okay. So I'm hearing a couple of things that really resonate with me, right? So a lot of people go into our profession because they are nice. Like they, they genuinely want to help people. Most people don't go into TA or recruiting with the desire to be assholes. Like nobody's like very few. I mean, I've met a few, um, they're out there, but, okay. but very few are going into this. Like, yeah, I just want to screw people over. Uh, most of us do want to help the humans. Most of us do want to help the business. Most of us do want to do the right thing. And I think that there is a big, big, big aha moment that you gave me today is that that's incongruent with making change. 
helping people is maybe incongruent with making change. Well, right. Okay. So think about it this way. I'm going to start at the very beginning. How many people, tell me if this sounds like you or your organization, look at what's going on in TA and go, oh my God, our candidates hate us. The candidate experience sucks. We're not nice to people. We're not doing good things for the humans. Let's show everybody how we're not nice to people by showing them all the data about why people hate us. And once they believe that they hate us, then we'll tell them how we're going to change things and make it better. So here's where I think there's a challenge with that. It doesn't fit with actual business framed decisions. At the end of the day, there is a business outcome that you are looking for. There are a set of actions that you are looking for people to do. The question here is, why aren't people doing what you want them to do, whether it's engaging with your brand, connecting, applying in the right jobs, why aren't hiring managers interviewing better, right? Think about all the questions, which are really a set of, I want a set of behaviors and actions to happen. And at the end of the day, we can boil it all down to, oh, we're not nice. They don't like it. We've made it difficult, et cetera. But then we start building solution plans based on how do I get people to like me better? Because if they like me better, then they're going to do more for me, which is bullshit. At the end of the day, when you're designing an experience, when you're looking at what you want people to do, it's about what do you want them to do? So how do you understand what drives them to that action? which is what do they need to be thinking? And if you want to make people think something, you have to make people feel something. And sometimes it's not good. Sometimes you want them to feel uncomfortable in order to want to make a shift or a change. Or a, And we spend all of our time thinking it's about making people feel fabulous and great. And transformation and change is about everybody loving each other and being in this Kumbaya state. And that's not how you make things happen. You raised something in that, in that, that really sp- struck me. We are going to the table frequently with data that says they don't like us. I don't think the C-suite gives a shit if they like us or not. That's what I'm trying to say. They don't give a shit. What they want to know is, are the right qualified people who are going to help me move my business forward applying and are we filtering them into the jobs efficiently and quickly so that my business can run better, faster, smoother? That's what they want to know. So. A couple things. Let me just break that down for you. If you're going in to leadership meetings with just an ENPS, an employee, a, a candidate NPS or an employee NPS, good luck. That's like the social media team taking engagement rates into the huh. Exactly. Right. How is this moving the needle for the business? And if we do one thing this year, and I'm going to advocate this nine ways to Sunday for the whole year. So you guys are going to be like, God damn it, Parsons, you're a broken record. If we don't start talking in dollars to our leaders in the C-suite, we will continue to lose. We will continue to be treated like order takers and a cost center. The reason we are treated like a cost center is because we we act like a cost center. So this is what, and, and I think this is what confuses people. So you just said two things there that can feel like they're diametrically opposed, but they're not. If you don't want to be treated like a cost center, start talking about dollars. What we're saying there is, is that you're a cost center if what you do is transactionally take spend, take 
spend. You are a strategic business function if you prove value and value is increase the bottom line of the business. That's where you have to be talking numbers. How does what I what you're proposing do actually create and improve the bottom line? And quit being afraid because you know what? The marketing department learned this a while ago. They're getting better at it. We got to start getting better at it too. Stop being afraid about not being able to make this direct alignment dialogue and conversation that says, because I ran this campaign or because I trained this strategy, I hired this person who built the bottom line to X amount, right? Yes. You need to be able to tell a story that connects those dots for people, but don't be afraid that, yes, other things were involved in the influence of that. Still take your credit. Correct. And show people how you were involved in that journey and where you sat in it. Yep. And I have a customer who's absolutely just turnover is out of control, out of control. They turned over 80 plus percent of their workforce last year. They would have been on industry average. They would have had to hire 10,000 fewer people last year at a cost per hire of X which means that that actually cost us this much money. So we need to put into place things that are going to make that number less. That's right. You have to know your numbers because the only thing that most people with a C in their title speak is money and money and efficiency because efficiency leads to money. So if we're talking about transformation, And I I love that word. Like, it's one of my favorite words because it's so evocative. Like, I would actually like transformation all the time. But the problem is, is that people don't like to do the transformation because to your earlier statement, it's ugly, it's hard, and people are going to hate your ass during this process. Right. So so you have to be be prepared. People are going to hate your ass during this process. And also, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say something a little controversial here. Quit talking about some great transformation that you're doing. You don't have to tell everybody you're transforming their ass. You can sit down, have a strategy, have a plan, know the things that you're going after, do all the things that are involved in being strategic about a transformational plan, and nobody has to know. You can keep that shit quiet and instead go piece by piece by piece chisel away at it and have win after win after win. And the next thing you know, you've created change. What a transformation requires is intent and a plan. Strategy, intent, and a plan and a strategic execution of that. It does not require everybody to know that's what they're doing. I love that for so many reasons. First of all, as a parent, I love that because we've all executed that as parents. Absolutely. So you don't have to go in to the C-suite and say, let me tell you about my digital transformation. Let me tell you about my transformation plan. Instead, you can say, here's my plan for 2022. And you just go execute it. And you can say, look at my results and look how we've transformed. So (gasps) I love this so much. Okay. Instead of, instead of, instead of, oh, Alin. And if you guys could see me right now, I'm totally so hyper. It's like you should ventilate, hyperventilating the whole thing. Yeah. It's one transformation. So I, as, as much as I love that word, it is not indicative of action. It's indicative of hope and desire. 
but transformed, uh-huh. you, you did that. It's over. That's so right. maybe we shouldn't be worried about transformation. We should be worried about transforming. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I think there is a point in time in your journey when you, the momentum has shifted and you now have to give people something bigger than themselves to believe in in order to continue to push up the hill. You'll hit a tipping point where you need to do that. That's when you start talking in these grandiose ideas about vision and, and start generating that real pulsation in the organization that this, this is why that we're moving towards. And, you know, we're all got the heartbeat of transformation underneath us. But that doesn't, that's not how you start, right? I mean, like every transformation I've been involved in, it was happening five to six years before anybody got on board the ship. Because you have you have to set up all these little pieces to get them in the in the in the docket and in the row, and then you can start talking about the big stuff that's happening. And sometimes people call that about call that building your reputation or having quick wins or et cetera. The difference is, if there was intent from the beginning, you knew what you were doing. hundred percent. One of the things that I love about what you're what you're advocating for, your controversial advocating, mm-hmm. is all of the TA leaders that I work with are so well-respected in their organizations and they're, they're trusted, right? They craft a budget. They take the budget to their leaders. The leaders say, yay, or give me 10% less, right? Or here's 10% more, but they're really in charge of their own plan. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, let me ask you a question. I'm going to ask you, I want you all to think about this. Honestly, you're in charge of your TA organization. You're looking at it and you say, I have 50 resources, I have 20 resources, I have 10 resources, whatever. And today they're operating like end-to-end recruiters. And I don't have a recruitment marketing function. So I have a couple of options in front of me. I can say massive transformation needed. We need to start thinking about proactive and start really getting that piece. I'm going to go get funding for some new recruitment marketing leaders. Or you can look at what you have and say, I am going to look at what I have in front of me and I am going to start intentionally setting the stage and creating an environment that says proactive pipelining or proactive recruitment marketing is essential to our business. And I'm going to do that by telling people my expectation that they do X percent of this in their job and I start training them on what that is. Or I take one person and I move them out to start doing those elements and those pieces. All You can do a million things and never have to ask or tell anybody what you're doing. Just get it done. Not everybody has to agree with how you run your operation. They just have to get results out of your operation. So like no hiring manager is sitting there going, could you explain to me exactly how you've allocated your recruiting budget for the year so that I know that you're doing it the way I want you to do it so that I can I can get hires? No, they're just saying, who do I need to talk to when I need to hire somebody? How do I make sure that I manage myself through that process? And can I get them in fast and efficiently? So I think what we're saying right now and this is going to be a bold statement. So I love that. I love that we are kicking off this year with a bunch oh, yeah. of bold statements. So the bold statement I he- I'm hearing us say collectively is that the Rebelcast is officially granting all y'all permission to go do shit. Do Just it. Go do, shit. do it. It's like we said in episode number one of this year, kick something and do it. Don't yep. ask for, stop. Think about it for a second. Stop asking permission. 
when you don't need to. I'm not saying like, you know, you you don't have to break rules to do this. You just have to like look at it and go, oh my God, I'm accountable for X and I can make a choice and a decision to change something that's happening that will move us down the path. So many times people look at what they what has to happen and they get overwhelmed by how big the change needs to be that they just think until I get to everybody to buy into this, I can't do anything, which is bullshit. Because by the time you get, let me, let me give everybody else a little insight here. By the time, if you go trying to get buy-in for the big thing off the bat, by the time you do it, the thing you needed to change has altered and you have to change in a different way anyway. Like, because transforming is constant. It is iterative. You are constantly evaluating the environment and shifting and designing accordingly. This is about a way of life. It isn't about a project or a thing. Boom. Just do it. Okay, so permission granted, everyone. Permission granted. And like we said, it's not about breaking the rules. It's about owning your shit. This is your shit. Own your shit. And they hired you. This is another thing I think our our, our listeners need permission. They hired you specifically yeah. for a reason. They hired you specifically because you know what the hell you're doing. They hired you because you're a fucking badass person. So just go be badass and do the right things that need to be done. Make iterative changes. Know that transformation is constant. Know that people are always changing. Know that the rules are always changing and businesses are always changing. But you, if you pick one thing to alter this year in your own behavior, in your own permissions, it's start talking in dollars and cents. Start talking in dollars and cents. Start sharing with people what you want them to know, not what not what you've been ordered to tell them. The reason people are sending down little emails to you saying, I need you to come to this meeting with this information, blah, 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 is because you have fucked up and not told them what you need them to know. Correct. Figure out how to tell them what you need them to know and be and put it in dollars and cents and get upfront and 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 loud with it, right? Show your power in your ability to speak up. And quit huddling in the corner, waiting for people to yell at you because you did something wrong. And as as my as my brilliant husband and business partner reminds me all the time, Tracy, just say less. Right, you don't have to say all the things. I, you don't have to say all the things. I don't think we need I, to know. That's right. I actually have a sticky on my wall that says "Say less." Say less. <laughs> say less. So you know, I'm like a, a big musical theater fan, and and I've been like into the the Hamilton soundtrack is like. It, it plays in our car when we go on road trips now. My daughter is fully obsessed with it, et cetera. Uh, there's that. I actually, it's disturbing for me because every time this, the, the line comes up, I have to like, I have two points of view on it. Aaron Burr says this, uh, a line in there that is uh, smile more, talk less, which is to me, the antithesis of, of being a rebel and breaking things as you go. Cause I can't like, you know, it's instinctively in my nature, but there's also some wisdom in that advice to a certain degree that says sometimes, you just have to smile and do your shit and not give a shit and just do your stuff. And you don't have to tell everybody. It's okay. Well, and I, I think there's a lot to unpack here. Like, I think it is about really owning your space and knowing what you want out of your journey here, like at a company, being okay with that. Like, 
I think that your earliest statement of like, we're afraid of irritating people is, is real. That is real. I, I know I don't like disappointing people. It's in my personality. I'm a people pleaser and I'm working on it, but <laughs> it's, you know, we all are. And sometimes we just need to stop and say, no, this is frankly the right thing to do. And I'm doing it. And I don't have to tell anybody that I'm doing it, why I'm, what I'm doing or why I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do. It's I'm just trusted the, to do this. This is what you hired me to do. I'm going to do this Correct. thing here and, and do it this way. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I, I think that's a big piece of it and, and walking in our own power to a certain degree, like our yeah. own personal power. Right. And I mean, this whatever, whatever level or role you have, right. You yeah. are entrusted with some scope. The yes. scope is about outcome. So, okay. This is another lesson for everybody. Okay. Your scope is about outcome. It is not about how. I mean, I can go into how being important to the end of the tomorrow, but the truth is you're hired to do something. That's the outcome. Yeah. There's an expectation you do that something. That's what you're measured on. So do the something that nobody's telling you you have to, like if, it, if the way they're telling you to do it or you're being told to do it doesn't ring true for you, isn't the right thing to do. You think there's a better, more efficient, more capable way of doing it, then yeah, do it. So we have a rule in my house. You can tell me what to do or how to do it, but not both. Same thing. Same thing. Honestly, they're telling you what they want you to do, but they're they're not telling you how to do it. They're telling you what the outcome you want is. So do it how you think it's going to work best. It's okay. This is what this is what being a rebel is all about. This is what we're imparting into you. A rebel isn't about just going and breaking shit for any purpose. It is being purposeful and making your choices around how you just take ownership over your actions. Now, there's a piece to this, right? I want to caution everybody on because this this will be my next rant for everybody. Okay, go. You own your actions, but they have to have, they have to be purposeful and drive to a specific intent. If you have not done the work to figure out what you intend, and what the intentions are that you want to have happen, what are the design principles by which you operate? If you don't know those, then just going and willy-nilly doing something because you heard it on a podcast or it sounded like a great idea or it was the next shiny thing that you saw or it's just the way you like to do it, that's not transformational thinking. That is just being crazy. Right. Because because there's no alignment and connection to it. You have to have intent. The reason you can patch together what seems like a random series of occurrences or actions in order to drive a transformation is because all of those seemingly random things that you chose to do or create had a, a set of design principles and intentions behind them that were purposeful. So get ready to start doing shit and get it done and take ownership of it. But part of taking ownership of it is that you need to know your shit, which means you need to understand what it is you're trying to do. You need to articulate it. You need to write it down. You need to say, I want to create an environment where X happens and people do Y. Then every time you're looking to do an action, you look at it and you say, if I do this, does it help me get to my intent? If it doesn't, don't do it. If it does, get on your horse and ride like crazy and make that shit happen. I love this conversation around intent. I think that that's uh, 
this is the time right now. Like we're in this moment where we can start creating that intent and documenting that intent. And there's, I, I have on my, on my desktop and it's been, it's been tweeted about actually <laughs> I have on my desktop, a file that says, get your shit together. <laughs> Everybody should have an Excel spreadsheet or a document on your desktop that says, get your shit together. And you should revisit it oftentimes, but like with work drive, right. With work drive, with, with work drive, we have one question and whenever there's a feature request for WorkDrive, it has to answer the question, does this benefit the employee? If it does not benefit the employee, it does not get in the platform. So right. have your North Star, have your North yeah. Star. Yeah, and it, it should be, you know, do the, like, there's a whole bunch. If you guys want to know how to do this, there's a million books, articles, just type in Google right now, writing design principles and read a couple articles and then start it and just do it. And, and if start with yourself, have those design principles based on your intent, you start executing to them and eventually people are going to see what you're doing and they're going to start asking, why did you choose this? Or why did you do it this way? And you're going to go back to those two or three design principles that you have, and they're going to start to become your mantra. So intent to design principles, to action, to mantra, to building momentum. All of that without having to go and announce to everybody that you're going to rock their world. Just do it. And with that, you guys, I cannot encourage you enough. If you are in the midst of looking at your intentions for this year and your design principles, if you are in this process of figuring out what those are, hit up Alin. This is her absolute job. She is a genius at it. Not to, you know, get shameless in the self promos for my I friend. I know. I'm like, wow, thank you. She's yes. amazing. And if you're because in the, I love to talk the, about it and I want to help if, you. If you're in the midst of it, you have resources. There are people in our industry like Alin that does this. And with that, I think it's appropriate that I blow out the fuck this candle. There you go. Oh my God, that's fabulous. I need a, I need one of those candles now. Oh, I'll ship you one. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's absolutely awesome. This was fun. This was yeah. Tracy, but this was a, this was a fun conversation and I like it because we were able to talk real. I do a million different little, not a, but I do, people ask me a lot to come in and have this conversation. And I will admit to you, I probably more often than not um, go in with my two polished, like, let's talk about the elements of transferring. Like, you know, okay, I get it. But this is where you get the real, real. Right. The real, real is just do the shit. Absolutely. So if you want to reach me, you can reach me at Ellen Bailey. You can reach Tracy at T Parsons where you're going to get into it and start talking recruitment, marketing, and internal mobility like nobody's business. Let's start having those conversations. You can reach us at the Talent Rebelcast. And if you're really interested in going deeper with us, join the Talent Rebel Alliance. Go to www.talentrebelalliance.com. You can find a way to join right there. And you're going to start getting tips and insider information on a regular basis. Thanks a lot, guys. And we will talk to you soon. Take care, y'all. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening in. We hope you enjoyed yourself. The Talent Rebelcast is part of the Talent Rebel Alliance. It's a movement connecting strong, independent, bossy, and, well, sometimes feisty women in the talent industry. Together, we're on a mission to grow our ideas, our presence, our value, and our impact. Smart women connecting with smart women to support each other. It's as simple as that. We believe big things happen from simple ideas. 
If you want to join the Talent Rebel Alliance, come on over and check out our website at talentrebelalliance.com. We hope to hear from you soon. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.